Hootie hoo. It's the one and only Ron Cologne back at you with the original 2AM podcast. And I stress that word original for a reason. I'll get into that in a little bit. But one thing I got to do right now is I got to kick. I got to get in the mood. I got to kick something off. You know what? I'm about to hit this fucking uh, this little turntable and blast one of my favorites because I got to pay respects to the one and only Sugar Mama that started at all. Asuka, you know, little Celia Cruz. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Clap your hand. Mm-mm-mm. Fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? You got to respect her. You got to put respect on her name. She came out hard back in her days. And you know what? She didn't have it easy yet. She was a dark-skinned fucking Latina. And she fucked it up, all right? She came out strong with a strong voice. And she made her fucking presence known. I love that woman. Rest in peace, mama. But um, back to what I was saying. This is the original 2AM podcast. And uh, I got a little fucking beef with a, a pack of fucking clowns. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be disrespectful because I, I, I don't, I don't want to give any benefit of doubt so far because I've been, I, I've done enough looking to know that you motherfuckers ripped me off. So these fucking pack of jerk offs stole my podcast name word for fucking word, identical. So my podcast name is the Two AM Podcast, all capital. So. When I uploaded my first episode uh, a couple of days ago, I searched my podcast name to see if the uh, episode uh, uploaded correctly. And I looked and I was like, whoa, there's another show that popped up with the identical fucking name. Word for word. Space for space. Exactly the same way I named it. The only thing that separates it is the thumbnail, which my thumbnail is a nice background of. A glass of uh, whiskey and it has the 2am podcast in white and it's on a table with candles and shit like that very classy very nice looking and then I look at the fucking knockoff thumbnail and it looks like somebody just took a fucking uh, like a old vinyl fucking record or black duct tape and wet that shit or whatever and they put a black background with an old school fucking alarm clock that the, the types that, that will fucking ring loud as shit like wah wah Wah, those type they're fucking square and the, the, the numbers are red digital and you gotta fucking smack that bitch on the head for it to snooze a couple times it goes off and you just fucking hammer that shit to shut the fuck up that's their thumbnail and I and I look at the names I was like damn they put the the same way I put the they put 2am the same way I put 2am and then the podcast mine's capital there's this lowercase so they probably attempted to fucking submit the name like that the same way identically but it probably didn't or it forced them to change it. But I already had that fucking name. And then I looked into their um, their activity. They're pretty active. They upload like at least once a week, every couple of days. I give them that. They've been running, running with the uh, name, uh, spitting out episodes nonstop. I read the description. It's about three of those fucking clowns. And uh, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I came up with the fucking name. I'm claiming it. I'm the originator. I'm the the fucking guy that came up with the fucking name. And that's all that matters. Because when I came up with this name, I struggled. I struggled to come up with this podcast name. It took me a long time to come up with this name. 
I actually did my uh, fucking due diligence and fucking research and worked and made sure that nobody else had this fucking name. It took me a while. And I'm going to tell you how I did it and how I know these fuckers ripped me the fuck off and stole my fucking uh, my my original fucking name. Because when I came up with the name, I had to think hard as fuck. Like, oh, um, I stay up late. I like to talk. And I always wanted to fucking create a podcast. So when I put all that shit together after months, like this didn't happen in one night and like in 15 minutes, this was months of sitting and brainstorming. I was like, oh, I'll just name it the 2 a.m. podcast because I stay up late. I'm always up at 2 a.m. And that's when my juices flow, my creativity start going. And that's when I, I start expressing and talking. So with that, I decided, you know what? Let me name it the 2 a.m. podcast. Um, I I do like talking. Maybe I can make work it into like a uh, co-host. And I'll just say I'll share a drink with a person and get on and talk with them. The 2 a.m. podcast show. So. I did that and then I sat and I had to create a thumbnail because you need a thumbnail to go along with your podcast when you submit it and that was like another process that took me a while I was like I want to be a little bit classy I want to come up with something and then it's going to be cool looking and then um, I went to work I created the thumbnail I put it up I uploaded it to uh, I'm using Anchor uploaded it to Anchor named it published it and boom it's, uh, it did the publishment and then um, the confirmation got sent to the email. So I had to create a whole new email account, too. And it went to that. And it, and I got the confirmation. And boom, I had I had created my uh, my RS, my RRS feed for the podcast with a thumbnail. And I was ready to go. My biggest mistake. And this is my fault that these fucking clowns, these assholes got the opportunity to come up and take my shit was. I did all that hard work of sitting, brainstorming, coming up with a name for a long time, coming up with a, a picture thought of the thumbnail, the actual how to phrase the podcast name. I did all that hard work, due diligence, research and all that shit to sit on it and then not do anything with it because I created this podcast name and um, this thumbnail back uh, back in last year of 2019. Specifically on September 23rd of 2019, I sat down, I named my podcast, and I designed the thumbnail the same fucking night. Now, I'm not saying I came up with the name the same night. I put in months of coming up with the name, researching, looking up to make sure I didn't copy or come across any identical podcast names. Um, and that was like a process itself on top of coming up with a thumbnail. And... The closest thing that I came across when I searched that podcast name I came up with was strictly straight up. This said 2 a.m. I saw several of those and the other one was called 2 a.m. with Jesus. Um, and I was like, well, obviously, I'm I'm neither one of those. So I came up with my own. I already had mine. I was like, all right, this is a good fit because it's going to be something different. And it's uh, I identify with it and I submitted it. And I, I've been trying to fucking push and come up and publish this fucking podcast of mine for almost four fucking years. I bought all my equipment four years ago, back in 2016. Um, and I came up with the idea in 2015 that I wanted to start a podcast. So I'm already five years in trying to get this bitch fuck off the fucking ground. And 
as with everybody else who wants to fucking make a podcast and all of a sudden wants to get into it because they think they could make fucking money off of it and all that shit. Yeah, I was inspired by the one and only JRE. I've been listening to this podcast since 2000 fucking 10, 9. And I was listening to them while they were still like on fucking Justin TV and fucking Vimeo and other fucking sites besides YouTube. I was watching all those webcasts. Shit. I even listened to some on the original Apple Mac, uh, Mac laptops when uh, you, you could fucking record a podcast on the laptop back then when they first came out with those things back in 08, 07. And I've just, uh, I've been at this for going on five years, but I just never got around to uploading any episodes or recording it. Uh, it's like I had like a writer's block or a mental block. I went out and bought over a thousand dollars worth of equipment had great ideas scenarios perfect topics to talk about i was going to make it about my personal life i had networking ideas i had um how to get my shit out there to, to distribute i had all these fucking ideas but then when it came down to it and i got and it was ready to record i would just get like mental fucking blocks and then my personal life got in the way of it too I had a lot of stuff going on at the, uh, these past couple of years that I don't want to make it give it say that um, that that's the excuse that I never got around to it. But life gets in the fucking way when you want to get something done, man, whether you believe it or not. I used to be a non-believer and say, oh, if you want to do something, you're going to do it. And if you don't want to do it, you're just going to pro- procrastinate and make up every fucking excuse. Um, that shit slapped me fucking hard in the face. It made me a believer, man. Life can fucking throw you on a fucking detour and you there's nothing you could do about it. Not a damn thing. And once again, man, like I said, this is mainly my fault for sitting on my fucking own, my own creation, my own content and allowing fucking nobodies to, uh, to swoop in and take take it uh, for themselves and make something of it. But I'm not going to sit here and let that shit happen. During this fucking pandemic, while I got fucking laid off, I'm going to pursue my fucking dream that I once created in my mind years ago, and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to get this bitch jumping, and I'm even going to go as far as try to make this shit a fucking video fucking podcast, too, not just audio. I got everything fucking set up, ready to go. I've took time to create my own fucking studio in my basement. I got a table. I got mics. I got chairs. I got everything, man, ready to go. The only thing that's left for me to order is a fucking stand for a camera so I can have video. That's all I'm missing. A fucking a stand to do a camera and a fucking fan base. Those are the only two things that I'm missing. Other than that, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fucking blow up. If, I, if, if that happens, I'm ready to fucking push content out every fucking week. I'm ready to go, man. But I will not allow these cocksuckers to fucking run off with my fucking name. That I came up with and I worked hard to come up with and take credit for it. Fuck them. Fuck you, you fucking scumbags. And I don't even care if it's like a, an innocent thing. Like, oh, what? we had identical. Yeah, fuck you, man. You should have did your fucking due diligence and your fucking research like I did. 
to make sure when you came up with a fucking name, you should have searched it and made sure nobody else had that name. Because I fucking did. And it took me a while. So I know you motherfuckers didn't do that shit. You probably fucking searched something up and saw, oh, that's a name. And looked at my fucking uh, profile. Looked at my account. And saw that I didn't have any fucking uh, episodes uploaded. And was like, oh, he hasn't been active at, at all ever. Fucking new flash, motherfucker. I came up with this shit and published it back in September. And I'm mad at it now. And I'm going to fucking come at you. And I'm going to fucking chop your shit off. I'm going to start a beef. And I don't give a fuck, man. I don't give two shits. And they're nothing but fucking carbon copy fucking uh, Rogan boys, man. All their fucking topics of, uh, of talk are all everything that he's talked about on his fucking show himself. These are fucking leeches. All they do is fucking they sit there. They probably listen to us. Oh, that's something good to talk about. We want to talk about it. We're all showing. And they're like, their cast only lasts one, like one hour. And it's three of them. I haven't even listened to a single one, but I've scrolled through to see how many episodes they have. And they're they're active and they're all about the same length, about one hour. But I can only imagine how the fuck that goes. Three people talking at once. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking cocksuckers. I can't stand that shit, man. I really can't. When you come up with something, you work hard and somebody takes your fucking idea and tries to make something of it. And then just doesn't pay fucking respects or any credit to you. They just take your shit, your fucking idea, because they would they lack fucking creativity. Fuck you, man. I'm a creative motherfucker, man. I come up with shit on a daily basis. Um, I, I, the only reason why I I don't uh, let put my shit out there and I keep it to myself and my small circle of friends or anybody who knows me is because uh, shit like this. I don't want anybody taking my fucking ideas. And I got. I got a whole lot of shit in this fucking brain of mine that I have not unleashed on the world yet. But these motherfuckers, man, are blatant fucking cocksuckers. But fuck them, man. For real. Fuck all you. <laughs> Quick little fucking rant. I can't stand that shit, man. Really can't. But moving on. So the big thing that's going on now is the... uh the whole COVID crisis where people are being laid off, losing their jobs, and they don't know what to do. And they're being told to file for unemployment and then go from there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So from what I'm understanding is um, you lose your work, your ability to work, I should say, and to earn uh, a fair income. Um when you file for uh, benefits, I'm, I don't know if it's like the same for every state, whatever, but uh, the state I'm in, in PA, 60%. Uh, for what I'm understanding, we're going to get a stimulus check of 1200 um, plus like f- fucking 500 for each kid or some shit like that. And then when you get your unemployment, you get 60% of that plus 600 or some shit like that. It is a bunch of fucking talks and a bunch of horse shit going on. I don't fucking know. So that's another fucking beef is with the fucking government, the states. The president and everybody else is nobody fucking knows anything. It's a bunch of circle fucking talk. You got people saying shit over here. You got Republicans saying shit over here. You got the the Democrats saying shit over here. You got Congress. You got your Congress people. You got your fucking senators. Everybody's got a fucking different story. Nobody's sticking to the script. Somebody's got something different to say. As uh, who like who is going to be the fucking one to come out and just say this is what you're going to get when is ever fucking changing. I understand they got to talk and they got to uh, hammer things out and come up with a bill and pass and all that shit. But come the fuck on, man. If it's going to take you that long, you should at least fucking hammer out another bill and say that that all these other companies shouldn't fucking charge you for 
uh, mortgage companies shouldn't charge you, car companies, car insurance, any of those fucking things. Landlords shouldn't be able to come and collect the fucking rent check, all that shit. Like there needs to be something else put in place too to stop these fucking people from trying to charge you when there's no money coming in the households. Like what the fuck, man? It's like the whole fucking country is at a fucking halt. Nobody's making money and nobody's bringing in money. Like nobody's paying money. Like nothing. There's nothing going on. Nothing at all. The only people making fucking money are the supermarkets. That's it. And eventually people are going to run out of fucking money to buy shit. And there's nothing, nothing. And you want people to pay for fucking rent, mortgage, car insurance, car payments that cost hundreds of fucking dollars and they don't have it. There should be something else put in place too, like fucking holds. I know in my state, they put a hold on utilities like um, any unpaid utility bills or anything that won't be paid. They're not going to shut it off. They're just going to keep it rolling or they're going to uh, dismiss it. Shit like that. My uh, the pay, uh, my state, PA, they put a hold on um, registrations and um, state uh, inspection and admissions till fucking the end of May. Common sense shit, man. It's crazy. And. No one knows when these fucking things are going to hit. Let's say, well, I, I was talking to a group of friends earlier. They're asking, anybody know when this tumor is going to hit? I, I was like, I don't fucking know. I'm hearing 15, 16. Somebody else is like, nerp. Sometime this week. I don't fucking know, man. I just know we need, we need something. I need something. Um, <laughs> and hopefully this shit will be done and over with, man. But it, it it really does come down to people fucking working together and fucking listening, staying the fuck home. Really, man. Um, the cases are going up and up and up and up and up. In my area alone, where I live, um, in my little county, is over 1,200 cases. In my neighborhood, there's just eight. But the further I go out, I look into the county, the cases start going up. Like, the one area has, like, 70. The other one has 60, 40, such and such, and goes on. So I'm pretty cool where I'm at. So low cases under 10. So I'm cool. I stay the fucking doors. I don't even go. I don't even get my mail during the day. I wait till like fucking 12 o'clock at night. And I fucking creep like a weirdo. And slide half my body through the crack. And I put my arm up through the fucking um, screen door. I go in the mailbox and I pull that bitch out. I wind up with fucking scratch marks on my my forearm. But I ain't, I ain't coming in contact with nobody. Nobody's out there that, during that time. So... I play it like better safe than never. Fuck all that shit. I got people knocking on my door and I won't answer that. Fuck you. Fucking dudes want to cut my grass. Fuck you. Let the grass fucking grow and die out. I don't give a fuck, man. Nobody's walking around handing out tickets for fucking grass four feet high. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking knock on my door talking about who you want your grass cut. Get the fuck out of here, man. I understand you got your hustle. You want to make some fucking money, but, but I ain't got 10 or 20 hours to pay you. <laughs> and I'm trucking here, sitting the fuck home, not earning a fucking dime. <laughs> Nothing against you, but fuck off. Don't knock on my door. Go go do something else. Fuck, leave my fucking grass alone, man. Shit. Fucking nervy you to be knocking door to door, going to people's houses when they tell you to stay the fuck home. Just because you wear a fucking mask and gloves don't mean you're safe, stupid fucks. That's another thing. Fucking putting on gloves and masks and, and, and using it fucking wrong. Assholes fucking causing more chaos than 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 preventing just stay the fuck home because you ain't using the ppe right you stupid motherfuckers fucking wild and then going back to like the uh 
the stimulus and the money stuff, I did the numbers and I'm like, oh, you know, with the, with the stimulus and the unemployment and the six plus 600 and all this shit, like, I, mean, I think I might be getting a little bit more than what I was doing, what I was doing when I was working. I might be, getting, I might be winning here. <laughs> I, I wasn't paying too much attention, but the, those numbers were adding up and they were looking kind of good. <laughs> My stress is fucking unemployment, you know, uh, but it's a shame that it's only unemployment's only good for like six months. I remember back way back then that unemployment used to be 99 fucking weeks long, man. People would sit at home and collect unemployment for 99 fucking weeks. 99. Shit, man. Matter of fact, let me pull, let me do the numbers on 99 because I don't feel like doing the math in my head right now. 99 fucking weeks. 99 divided by 12. I should do 12. Oh, shit. It is like 3 in the morning. My fucking brain's hammered. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> 99 divided by 12. 8.25. What the f- I don't know what the fuck I was trying to do, but it's whatever. I was trying to fucking find out how many, how long that is, but... It doesn't make any sense. Um, I actually probably did it the fucking wrong way. Instead of doing division, I should do 12 times 3, 36 months. 12 times 9, 108. That, no, that can't be right. I don't know. Because that's saying 100. Let me see. Hold on. 112 times 7, 84. Yeah, that can't be fucking right. You collect unemployment up to 10 years? Nah, I'm probably fucking dead wrong. I think unemployment... Ooh, drop that. A little ding. I'm probably wrong. I remember unemployment was way longer than six months years ago, and it got, it got cut. I, and I could have swore I heard on the fucking news that it was... Uh, they were called the 99ers. 99 weeks of unemployment. But I just... Oh, I see what I did. 99 weeks. 99 weeks is, is 12 fucking months. Yeah, I fucked up. I did the math wrong. <laughs> it's 52 weeks in a fucking year. So you'd be able to collect unemployment for almost three fucking years back then. I don't. I can't remember who the fuck changed it to six months. I think it was Obama when he came in. He changed it from 99 to six months. Yeah, because people will get fucking fired or uh, they would get fired or lose their jobs. and They just stay the fuck home for like two years and just collect unemployment, and not do anything. And then they would go out and get a fucking job, then get fired on purpose and fucking collect unemployment. Because back then the companies, they wouldn't they wouldn't take you to fucking uh, they wouldn't take you to court. They'd pay you the unemployment to stay the fuck home to get paid. Crazy. It's crazy. Shit. <laughs> Speaking of unemployment, I remember the first time I ever tried to file for unemployment at, at um at one job I had, which is a crazy story. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna say the company name because I don't want no shit neither. Even though I'm not fucking big. Um, when, about four years ago, I used to work for a security company. Um, security company close to home, so close that I used to be able to walk walk there from home. Uh, it was like maybe a five minute walk, two streets over. It was it was great at the time. It was it was like the uh, the dream 
job. It was cool. It was a step up from what I was doing earlier. Um, it was it was just perfect timing, perfect moment. It fit for me. It was great at the time. I was single, no kids, um, no responsibility, and it worked out for me. It was perfect. It was like, oh, I could just fucking walk to work. Let me throw on this fucking uniform and cut through somebody's fucking yard and go two streets over and boom, I'm there. I'm fuck. I'm there at work. I, I fucking stand there for eight hours and I walk the fuck home. It was great. So I remember when I, <laughs> I remember when I first started there. And let me tell you something, man. Um, before I get into this, if you're working at in in a retail fast food or whatever, and you're like, oh fuck this job, this minimum wage shit, and I can't do anything better. Let me tell you something. These minimum wage fucking jobs build character. They make you strive for more. If you have the right state of mind and you want to become something and you gotta and you and you want more, it is important. It is an essential to work these shitty fucking jobs at low pay because they build character. They make you strive for more and they make you want more. They make you venture out and look elsewhere. And a lot of people mistake that shit and they're just like, I can't get any better. And they wind up, they want, they like, they wind up being lifers. Oh, fucking tongue tied. They wind up being fucking lifers working minimum wage and getting them like maybe a, a two cent raise here and there. And they wind up just making maybe just after 15 years, fucking $10. And then you see them picketing and running down the street, up and down the street. I want $15 an hour, man. I'm not disagreeing with you, but if you, um, work at fast food, McDonald's, whatever, and you wind up making fucking $15 an hour versus me. I mean, it's a fucking problem, dude, <laughs> straight up. And people don't see that shit. They don't, they don't realize that they don't see the issue with that, but that's another thing for, that's another conversation, but I'm getting back to, um, this fucking security gig, the shittiest fucking security thing. Um, so, uh, before I got there, I was working, uh, minimum wage at a retail store, clothing store. I won't mention that name either. I was making seven twenty-five. I, I didn't know any better. And this is also, this is also true. This is something I learned too. So this goes for anybody who's in a young age too. When you're young and you get thrown out into the world, you don't know any better. You don't, you don't know anything. Motherfuckers take advantage of you. And that's the fucking truth. Companies, employers, whatever the fuck you want to call them. They are the fucking devil. They will take advantage of you because they see that you're young, fresh and a sponge. They take you in they and they fucking emerge you in a fucking world that you think you can't escape. And you got to fucking either talk to the old people around you, um, talk to successful people, surround yourself with good people, man, that got their lives together. Because that's the biggest, biggest fucking lesson I learned. And I'm glad I learned it is if you want if you want money. And you want to be successful and you want to live comfortably, talk to your old heads, talk to the older people around you, talk to the people who went through life and they're living in their 40s and they, they, they're successful. They got everything going for themselves. Talk to those people because they, they will guide you and show you in the right direction. And another thing, don't listen to everybody either. A lot of people talk a lot of shit and they ain't got nothing going for them. <laughs> I'd learn that, too. And um, man, I just keep jumping off topic, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was working at this retail, this retail place, it's called space. Um, I worked there for uh, a little over a year, um, a year and two months. And what made me open my eyes was one, 
I was making 725. My paycheck was like maybe 200, 300 every fucking two weeks. And I would bust my ass. And I was on foot. I wasn't driving. This fucking job was like over close to three miles away. So I would walk three miles there and then walk three miles home. And it was brutal. Cause they didn't, they didn't, they didn't give me the day shift neither. They would give me the fucking the active night shift. Uh, my schedule would be from like five thirty to fucking ten or whenever the fuck uh, they they decided to let us go. So I would be scheduled to be there at five or five thirty. The store would close at nine thirty, but I couldn't fucking leave the store until the whole entire store was clean. Mind you, everyone in that store is part time. There's a huge fucking gap between uh, shifts. The morning shift is there from 6 in the morning or 7 in the morning to like 2 in the afternoon. And there's like a fucking 2 or 3, 4, sometimes 4 hour gap between um, first and second shift. I will come in at like 5 a fucking clock and that store would be fucking trash. It looked like a fucking slaughter. Like people would, it's like the person in the morning would come in and fucking leave. And then the fucking um, the Mongolians from like way back then came in riding on horseback and was fucking slaughter all the fucking clothes racks and throw jeans everywhere. It just looked horrible. Like uh, it looked like the fucking uh, the, the battlefields of fucking Alexander the Great, just bodies everywhere, man. And I would come in, I clock in and I'd be like, what the fuck, man? Like, didn't nobody pick up these clothes in the morning? I, and I was literally spent from five o'clock to nine o'clock exactly at night just picking up clothes and putting them on hangers that's all i did was pick clothes up and put them on hangers reorganize and fold jeans put things together and while i'm doing that these fucking people come in off the streets and fuck up everything and i'd have to redo it i'd have to do it over and over and over and then when the store would close at 9 30 i couldn't fucking walk to the front clock out and leave i had to clean my entire department and make sure everything was perfect the way it should be, like a display case. And I was only making seven twenty-five. And sometimes I would leave from I would leave at ten. I would leave at ten thirty, eleven. There was times where I had to stay in the fucking store till like two two o'clock in the fucking morning because the store was so fucking trash. And there was only like maybe five people, seven people in the max working at that time. I, I got sick of that shit and it was day in and day out. And the crazy shit was I wasn't even full time, but I would I would get called in and I would work and bust my ass so much that I will wind. My paycheck will go from maybe 25 hours, 30 hours to 72 hours. And my paycheck went from like 200, 300 to almost 600. At that time, I thought I was balling. I really did. I thought I was big money. I thought it was big cheese. I, was, I came in. I would come in with fucking sunglasses like I was a G, like I was a fucking star, ball in my and 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 I would cash that fucking check and put the, all the money in my wallet and I I'll be opening that shit and balling. And once again, I'm young. I'm like 21, no kids, no responsibilities, no car, no car insurance, nothing, nothing going on in my life, just working. So that money was sit in my pocket for a while because I, um. Despite the contrary of being young, I was very, very, very mature and responsible with my money. I didn't spend needlessly or, or, or uh, lavishly. I wasn't in the fashion. I wasn't in the style. Then my um, my thing was more like games and um, silly shit. And 
I I even had a budget for that, like maybe fifty dollars a month. I would buy a game, a used game, at that because I was, I don't know, I was smart. I would save, I would save my money. But um, that's another topic too. But uh, I would come in, I would do that shit. I worked there for over a year. Um, I was basically almost full time. I was banging out seventy two hours every two weeks, and I was like favored. The manager, store manager, loved me. The manager loved me. Um, when there was anything special, like it had to do overnight or get set the store up for uh, inventory and that shit, they call me like, "Yo, you want to pick up extra hours?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm there." And I'd be in the store like five in the fucking morning. I stay overnight moving shit. Shit, it, it was cool. <clears throat> it was mad cool. But uh, like I mentioned earlier, when you're young, you get taken advantage of. Um, you're a sponge. You don't know any better. So. I recall a lot of instances after I left that were either illegal against labor laws or they just played the shit out of me and used my ignorance uh, against me. Um, <clears throat> the, one, the one of the things that made me fucking grow up and realize when I hit 22 and be mature was I had been working there for over a year and the department head, the supervisor department head had been missing for half a year. So I was doing this bitch's job for oh, like little over seven months and I was still getting paid seven twenty five when that bitch was a department head and her pay was like maybe close to eleven or twelve, something like that, because she had been there for years. Um I don't I, I just remember she stopped coming to work one fucking day. And uh and then I had to start coming in and working the bitch's position from afternoon to morning and then working in the um, afternoon, too. So that's when I was like working you know, seven days a week and I was getting 72 hours this, uh, opposed to everybody else who was getting like 20, 30 hours. And I'm working. I didn't know any better. I'm just, oh, yeah, they like me. I'm balling. I'm balling. I'm getting 700 hour checks and shit. And um, this fucking bitch is missing. For almost a whole year. And then it dawned on me. She was a fucking pill addict. She was a fucking uh, uh, a doper. She would eat fucking Xanax perks and all that shit. And she wouldn't she wouldn't come into work or she'd call out. So I don't know what the fuck happened. I think eventually she got fired for a bunch of call outs. But the managers kept that shit quiet. And I'm working this bitch's position making 725. And they never gave it to me. And then I did one, I did one complete year. I completed a year. One year anniversary. And they didn't offer me the position, um, the head of department, when um, there was another vacancy on the other side of the store in a, in a different department where one girl was going back to college or she was leaving the job for another job and she was the department head. So she put her two weeks in and she left. And the, the the lady that was uh that that was taking over a spot and working there, she had worked there for a little bit too. And immediately they promoted her and gave her the position. She was a department head immediately. And she only worked there for like maybe a couple months or the same length as me, a year, and they gave it to her like snap of the finger as soon as that girl left. And I was working there for like over uh over a year in the fucking department. It was been missing five for seven months. And I've been working her fucking position for minimum wage so i brought that to the uh, the manager's uh, attention I was like yo like i want i want the department head position i want more money uh, you want me to stay here i want more money you know i want i want to make more money 
I want to grow. I want to take on this position. I want to learn the position. I want to learn new skills and everything else. So what happened? Store manager came in, took over that the took over that department. They gave himself that position and kept me on the bow. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you, dog. So after a year, I got smart. It took me a year to realize that they were never going to give me anything. And I was only going to they weren't even trying to give me a fucking raise. I had I had heard too many stories of people that had been there for over a year and they would ignore their uh, position for being over the year. And then they would give them like maybe a fucking 15, 10 cent raise, five cent raise, uh, seven cent raise. And then they wouldn't even get it. Right then and there, they'd get it like half a year later. They would get it on a retro check, what they call a retro check. And I was like, what? You gonna give me a fucking retro check for, for, like, for fucking less than 10 cents? Get the fuck out of here. So that was something else that, that put a fire in my ass and made me fucking look for something else. So on top of uh, walking there and walking home six miles a day, not getting that head position, being fucked over. And being looked over and the guy taking the position himself and not offering me anything and then not giving me a raise neither or an interview to talk about a raise to give to tell me you're going to give me one. Fuck you. Fuck you. I did the year plus two. Let's see. Let's see August, September, October. I did a year plus four months and. The, the four months after the one year, I went out and I was like hustling. I was pounding pavement. I was looking for other jobs. I had applied for a security job that I had mentioned earlier about it. That's another one. That's another crazy fucking story. So I applied for the security job a year ago because I had because um, I, I knew in the back of my mind, I didn't want to stay in this fucking retail store forever. And it took a fucking year for that person, for the um, the recruiter, for the security place to call me for an interview. And when I got that call, I jumped off a job. I was like, yeah, fuck this fucking retail place. I'm going to interview. So I went to the interview. Right away, the lady fell in love with me. She uh, told me, yeah, you got the job. You can start Monday right away. So so I was like, all right, bet. And it was close to home, like I mentioned. So I got the I got the uniform and everything. I went back and I made the announcement to my uh, my retail store. I was like, look. Uh, starting on this day, I want to start a full-time job, but I'm not trying to leave yet. I'll stay here part-time. I just want to drop my hours. And when I did that, the manager made a face and he was like, oh man, come on. Don't tell me that. I was like, well, I'm not leaving. I'm not quitting on you. I'm going to stay here. I just want to work part-time. I don't want to bang out 72 hours like I've been doing. Drop me down to like 15 or 30 hours and I'll stay and I'll help you. You know, I like being here. I like the people I met. And that was probably the biggest fucking mistake and the biggest lesson I learned right then and there, if you are working somewhere and you find another job, do not tell your current employer that you found another fucking job, that you want to stay there and work for them, too. But you're going to work at this other place more than that than you are there because they start treating you funny. They start acting funny on you. They start treating you like you're uh, like they don't know you. They start fucking with you. And, and I, I noticed that right away, too, because. I would uh, once I told them that they they cut my hours like I asked them to, but they started only giving me one day, two two days. They started putting me on fucking uh, on busy weekends, knowing that I had to be out of there before a certain time to start my other job because I I started the other job overnights. So these motherfuckers would put me in on busy fucking nights, 
where they knew I couldn't stay late, and they they put me in a position to where I had to call and tell the tell my tell the security uh, job, which which I had just started, and be like, hey, I'm gonna be late, or I would have to fucking hustle and make sure that everything got done and clean real quick so I could leave on time, and I had to work harder to help other people, which I hated doing, to pick up the slack on their side to make sure I got out on time, because it was a place to where if nobody's done, nobody leaves. We had to wait for motherfucking people to count money and all that shit. Like, everybody left at the same time, which I, I didn't agree with that principle. Like, if I was done my section, let me the fuck go. Motherfuckers want to walk around and lollygag to to fucking eat the clock, then they could do that shit themselves. But I shouldn't have to stay if, no, if I'm done my area. So, little by little, like, they were forcing me to put putting me in those positions. And I just told them straight, I was like, yo, I can't work these nights no more because... I'm currently working overnight at 11 o'clock and you keep me here to like after 11. It got so bad to where one fucking night I blew up on a manager and I was like, yo, I got to go unlock these fucking doors. And I unlocked the door myself and I left and I hustled to my fucking job and I got there just on time um, at 11 to start my overnight shift. And the, the, the what really did it for me, too, was the. um the lack of sleep, the exhaustion, because I was working five days a week at the security place for eight hours, and then I was leaving and not getting no sleep. So, for example, um, they were fucking my schedule too at the other uh, at the retail place. They put me in for uh, ten o'clock in the morning, and then I go. I worked there to like three or two o'clock in the afternoon, and I will work the security joint from uh four in the afternoon till 12 o'clock at night and it mind you i'm on foot i would have to fuck it would take me an hour to work from the retail thing to my house to change to change into security uniform to walk to the uh uh the security spot which is like 10 minutes down from my house or less but i didn't have any time to relax so i had a two-hour window where I had to walk from the retail thing to my house, shower, change, um, sit on the couch for about 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and then uh, walk over to the security thing, do the eight hours, and then go home and rest up one day. And then the next day, boom, um, they put me on for 5 to 9.30. I wind up leaving the uh, the retail thing at 10. I get the security thing at 11. I do the 11 to 8 in the morning. I go home, shower, boom, and a shower, dress, change clothes. Uh, hey, we need you here at the retail. I just got off my security job at 8. I'm here. And it take me an hour to walk over there to, uh, to the fucking retail thing and to get there at 10. Like, it was just a mess. It was just hectic. And But the good thing was I was getting a pay. I was getting paid every week. With the two jobs, I was getting paid every fucking week. I didn't. I wasn't... I wasn't in the position where I had to wait every two weeks. That was good because I was getting, um, I was getting like eight hundred from the one from the security every two weeks, and then with the uh, the retail, I was getting since like they cut my hours, I was getting like a good two or three hundred, and I was able to stack up money. But that's a different story. But that shit ate at me and put a toll on my body, my state of mind. I was fatigued. Um, I wasn't getting any sleep. And like I said, don't ever tell 
employer that you have another job and that you want your hours cut and you're going to go somewhere because they start fucking with you. So they were fucking with my hours like that to either force me to quit my full time gig or force me to quit there or quit whatever it was, because I guess they wanted me to be there to be there um, more so they wouldn't have to go to the process of hiring somebody or I was taking up their hours and preventing them from hiring somebody. Um, instead of, I was just staying there since they couldn't fucking force me to leave and they didn't have grounds to fire me. And they probably didn't want me to collect unemployment either. Cause it would have been a wrongful termination for no reason. Um, even though I live in a, in a state of free will, um, at will, not free will at will state. Um, I still would have applied for unemployment and I most likely would have got that shit, but these motherfuckers, they don't want to pay anybody to sit at home. So they started fucking my hours and I was just like, you know what? I'm dead. I'm beat. I'm not going through this shit. And I think the last the last night that I worked there was on a Black Friday where they put me on on a black fucking Friday. And these fucking dirty ass people came from everywhere and they fucked up that store. And they had me sitting in there to two in the fucking morning. I had to be at my other gig at eight in the fucking morning. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm putting my two weeks in tonight. I gave him the fucking letter that our hand wrote back in the lunchroom. And I gave it to him and I fucking left. I didn't, I, I didn't even look back. I never returned any calls, no nothing. And, and I'm going to touch on this again. When you're young, you don't know any better. So when I put my two weeks in, I, I basically resigned. Those motherfuckers never paid me for the, the days that I worked there when I resigned. They kept my money. And I should have sued them years ago. But, um... Like I said, I'm ignorant. I was ignorant at the time. I didn't know any better. And it's a loss. But hey, it was that check was like probably worth only $150 at that time. But I didn't know any better. They played me. They didn't pay me. And they used me for that last day. Um, So that was like one, one of my horror stories of retail. It took me a long time to spit it out. But that was the horror story of that. And like I said, those jobs are essential They uh, in, a, in a person's life. They build character, characters. They give you life lessons, values. What um, if you're smart and you pay attention, you don't fuck around there. You actually learn your labor laws. You know what your rights are as an employee. And you know what an employer can and can't do. And you also learn like unemployment, all that shit. So I learned a lot of stuff, even though it was a shitty job minimum wage i learned a lot of stuff there um i learned my labor law rights there like i I learned that um if you work at a facility an employer has to give you mandatory a certain amount of hours because if they if they don't give you a certain amount of hours and they have you on the book you could report them uh, to labor law um labor rights labor law, whatever the hell it's called because somewhere written in there in, in the um in the law you have to, as an employee, you have to be able to uh, successfully meet and and uh, and work a certain amount of hours. And an employer cannot cannot restrict you hours because there would be question on why the employee wasn't able to work this certain amount of hours. I think you have to work at least 24 hours every two weeks. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all because I know there was a scenario where. One of the older ladies who worked in the warehouse had repeatedly recalled labor laws and reported the manager for her not giving them enough hours. And they had to. Um, uh, so I learned that shit. And then moving on to the security thing. 
Now, the security one, I put a lot of time in. So I went from minimum wage, 725 to this big time security thing. Right off the bat, boom, I'm in there, fresh cut, shaved face. I'm in, my, I'm in my security uniform looking nice. I think I'm balling and all that shit. Supervisor, she's in love with me. So I'm working. Um, I'm there full time. I'm dedicated. It's the only job I have. And I get in there and boom, I go from, uh, I started there in the beginning of summer, like, no, midsummer, I lied, July 4th. First week, July 4th, they show me the ropes, boom. I go July, I go August, <laughs> I go July, I go August, September, the supervisor gets fucking fired. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? Not even, I think, I think the supervisor got fucking fired like two weeks after after I got hired or three weeks after I got fucking hired she got fucking fired um I don't know what it was how how why she got fired but I know that when she got fired they put her son as a supervisor he was a fucking nightmare dude cool as shit but he was a fucking nightmare he he was not he was not meant to be a supervisor or even work there at all he was a, he was a fuck he was too fucking street he was too hood um they made him a supervisor, and let me tell you, he was so fucking dumb that he didn't even know how to use a fax machine. He would have to go in and ask one of the fucking people that worked in the other building that was contracted to us to fax something for him, because he didn't know how to fucking do it. That's how fucking idiotic this dude was, but he was cool, though. But, uh, let's see. Yeah, so, mom's got fired. his mom got fired, he took over, and... He didn't last long near. Now, mind you, this was the year of Hurricane Sandy. Um, so work, we're working together, whatever. And, and I noticed this dude, um, he don't like to fucking work his over, um, work his shift or work his overnight shift. Or he would constantly want to switch shifts with me. I'm like, yo, dude, like uh, I, can't, I can't I can't fucking work eight hours in a row because you don't want to be there or you want to switch with me or you, you want to go out and chase pussy. Nah, dude, like I got my own shit. He would constantly call and text me and ask me, yo, you want to do the overnight or you want to work my day shift and I'll work your overnight? Which was fine with me at the time. But then when you start making it a habit, I'm like, yo, nah, nah. So I ignored his ass, his bitch ass one time. And, <laughs> and he was just sitting there. He give me the eyes like, motherfucker, you ain't answering my call. You ain't do nothing. Fuck you. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, couple months went by we worked and then hurricane sandy came and fucked up everything fucked up everything where we worked that bitch came in and knocked fucking uh telephone down telephone poles down electrical wires came out they snapped that fuck down um they knocked out the power we lost power to the building this building was um you can only get in with a fucking key pass you'd have to put a key like electronic key up to the door and it would beep and let you in there was no uh there were no locks or anything. So that fucking sucked. Couldn't there was no bathroom, no nothing. And um it was a shame because um that <laughs> and this is where I learned my rights as an employee too. So Hurricane Sandy going and this fucking dude, he's like, Yo man, I just talked to this fucking guy in there and the terminal manager and he said, No, nah, we, we he that he wants security, he needs somebody here at all times because you never know when somebody's gonna fucking break in. And mind you, I'm young. I'm stupid. I don't know any better. I've only been working. Perf I've only been working for one year in my entire life. I only learned about labor laws 
well, in, in my last job, I didn't know about OSHA. I didn't know about the uh, the rest of the labor laws were um, about hostile work conditions, endangerment and all that shit. <clears throat> so, um, oh, I didn't mention the security job was outdoors. We just had like a little fucking um, we had like a little um, little hut that we were sitting there big enough for a chair to sit down in and a little table makeshift table they made in there. It's a little fucking box and you're you're exposed to the elements. The only thing that's protecting you is a, this fucking this makeshift box that doesn't fucking protect you from heat or cold. You could feel the fucking cold from the outside and you could feel the fucking heat beaming off the glass, roasting you on the inside. And um, and you constantly have to go in and out the fucking booth as as trucks pull up to sign them in and shit and check them out. And on this night when Hurricane Sandy hit. There was no trucks going in, no trucks coming out. The company itself had canceled all fucking trips for all for all um, fucking um, freight trucks coming in and out. Nobody was going out. Nobody was coming in. And like I mentioned, the the, the supervisor, he he was he uh, told the terminal manager, like, no, there's nobody coming in. So we're going home. And he said the terminal manager was like, no, I want somebody here at all times. And when I when I got there, he was like, yo, I just told his pussy. And we gotta stay here, but um, let I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you stay here. I'm gonna head out. And I got there at eleven o'clock at night, and I'm sitting there, and the fucking streets are flooded. Uh, the water's coming up above the fucking curb. Um, the the power's out. There's no power in the back at all. Um, the street lights are out. Nobody's in there. I looked, and nobody's in the building. There's no truck drivers. There's no nothing. This fucking dude hopped in a car, jetted, and I didn't see him till the next fucking day. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, this is a little fucking dangerous. So the wind's blowing hard as shit. And I'm out there by myself in the dark. I'm like, what the fuck am I? Should I stay here? Should I leave? I don't know what's going on. And then thankfully, thankfully, I went with my gut instinct and I didn't and I and I left. But I was smart about it. So I'm like, oh, I'm in a fucking hurricane. I'm I'm on my phone at the time and I'm Googling. I'm looking up. I'm Googling, I'm looking up on the uh, the company name to see what's going on. So I had Googled and found the information of the company, and they had canceled all fucking freights, as I mentioned earlier. So I'm like, why the fuck am I here and endangering myself? Like, this is dangerous. I'm in a fucking uh, uh, a small cube that has exposed electrical wiring, and it's raining hard as fuck, and it's, uh, and it's a hurricane, and the roof is fucking leaking. And the streets are fucking flooding, and branches are flying going crazy so i i grabbed the uh the car key uh, the key card to try to get inside the main building and the power was out and i'm like fuck i can't get inside now i can't get inside it's not safe so I, I had to take a shit too at the same time so i was like oh you know what oh shit you know what i can't i can't stay out here i'm either gonna shit in the fucking park lot in the grass or somewhere or i'm gonna go to fuck home because you know what i live nearby so I waited, I waited, I held my shit for like 30 minutes, I was like, and I made the decision, I was like, you know what, fuck this, nobody's coming, I saw, I, I saw all the cancellations, you gotta be insane to come to drive down here, and then, at the time, I didn't know, but, uh, the state, state of PA had claimed a state of emergency, like, no cars were on the road at all, and that worked out for me, but I didn't know at that time, so, I made the decision, I was like, you know what, fuck this shit, and I ran home, I got home. I went to the bathroom. I take. I took uh, the biggest fucking shit 
ever. I just, I was just in there. I was just like, blah, 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 blah. I was just fucking dropping hammers in my fucking toilet. I took a shit and I came down and I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Fuck that shit. It's, it's only, uh, it's uh, 11 something, something. It's close to 12. I remember this exactly. I was like, I'm just going to stay, I'm going to stay up all fucking night and I'm going to watch Netflix. And I did. I never went fucking, uh, I never stepped near my back door to go outside. I went outside twice. Um, I had I had returned. I went back to the job site like maybe two hours later to check and see if any cars or trucks came in and lifted the gates. Nobody was there. And then I had uh, I took a piece of paper and a marker and I wrote on not here. But if you need assistance, call my call my cell number. And I, I taped that shit to the door just in case somebody drove up. They could call me and I would come in and let them in. So I went. I went back home and I watched some more Netflix. And then I went back two hours later. And I saw nobody's there. And then I decided, you know what? It's three in the morning. Nobody's fucking going there. I'm going to stay up all night and watch Netflix on my phone just in case somebody calls me. I stayed up. I watched Netflix. And then at 7... At seven thirty, I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta get down there. Let me get walk. Let me uh." At seven o'clock in the morning, I left, and I walked up back. I walked back in there, and I got down there, and I sat in the fucking booth to make it seem like I was there all night. And I was sitting there waiting for the next the next person to come in and and start their shift because this job worked on rotations too, which fucking sucked. And I I sat there for an hour, and I waited for the person to come in. She came in. She relieved me. I went the fuck home. I got paid for eight hours when I wasn't really there. And that was my first lesson. I was like, fuck, don't ever endanger yourself for a fucking company. Especially when you feel in your gut that it's something wrong or you don't feel safe. You go with your gut instinct and you stand your ground because um, technically they can't force you to do anything. But they can pressure you and make you feel like you have to. Which is wrong. But a lot of employers do that because they're being told from up high and they have to have somebody do it so they pressure you to feel but fuck all that shit don't ever endanger yourself and that was the first lesson i learned right then and there accidentally but i learned like i'm not staying the fuck out here in these conditions ever again and then after a day after and then two days after i learned that the security cameras were out so they couldn't fucking tell if i was there or not i got paid for it and um, nobody knew that I left and came back several times, and I didn't. I spent most of the night at, at my house safely, um, out of the hurricane. I even got hit with a fucking branch walk uh, in my shoulder walking to and from there, and they didn't even give me like any type of workman's comp insurance or anything or cover me for that. None of that shit. So I was like, oh fuck that. I had no benefits. They didn't give me any benefits working there. I had to fucking bitch and complain. Uh, and address it and bring it up to their attention that, yo, like, you guys don't offer any benefits, but you're in security. And thankfully, that same fucking year, Obama rolled out that Obamacare Act that same fucking year. And they were forced to give um, people insurance um, coverage. But uh, fast forward, uh, the guy, the stupid guy that's the supervisor there, he got fucking fired because he was a wild dude. This motherfucker was, he reminds me of a. Uh, like a old school fucking I don't give a fuck type of guy. Like this motherfucker would go get drunk, come to work, fucked up, drink beer there, and then leave, chain smoke cigarettes, get fucking high, come in, not know what was going on. Didn't know how to do his fucking job. 
would come in last minute to send everybody's fucking payroll over so we could get paid and fucking leave. He wouldn't even stay. And then one day he had he would he had came in, he had drove it and he got followed by like a, a car with a pack of dude, guys in it. And they followed him into his job in the parking lot. I wasn't there, but I got called in to come in to hear about it. And apparently when he pulled, he pulled in and got out of his car, the the car that followed him in there, they got out the car and they went after him and he started fighting him in the fucking parking lot with a cigarette in his mouth from what I heard. And they were fucking rumbling and hitting each other in the fucking parking lot. And the cigarette never fell out of his mouth. Um, he jumped in the car, ran, drove off and they chased him and they, uh, and then, like, when they got, like, half a block down, uh, they had a shootout and shit. And from that, I got I got a phone call to come in early to work and shit. And then uh, they were offering me, um, hey, can I stay here? Can I stay? Can I work this much and all this shit? And at the time, I realized, I got smart and I realized, you know what? I just, worked, I went, I just went through two supervisors within the last eight months. I'm not going to pass up this opportunity. I'm going to tell them I want the position. And he got fired for fighting on company grounds and endangering the public and all that shit. And he was on the run for a while. And then I had a super, I had a field supervisor come up from Baltimore, Maryland. And she talked to me. And I just straight up told her, yo, give me the position because nobody here is fucking, uh, nobody here is, um, how should I say, mature enough or have enough fucking uh, experience or uh, is reliable to become a supervisor. And I had one of the fires fat bitch on top of that. I want, cause she was lazy as shit. Um, so I told the lady I want the position and it was a dollar more raise. So I forgot to mention, I was making $9 at the security, big baller <laughs> at the security thing. And no, nine twenty, no, nine seventy five to be exact. 975 balling and with this with the supervisor position it will bump me up to 1025 <laughs> i laugh now because that's so fucking cheap for a supervisor position but once again when you're young and dumb you don't know any better but it was a dollar more for me which put more money in my pocket and it was good at the time for a guy who had no responsibility no kids no nothing and all he did was pocket his fucking money and not do anything with it. Um, so I, I convinced this lady to give me the supervisor position. Fast forward, I became a supervisor um, at my site in less than in under a fucking year. In under a year, I became a supervisor in eight months. I went through two supervisors, a fucking Hurricane Sandy. And out of everybody there, I was the youngest person there, but the most mature. Because it was a fat bitch that was lazy. She wouldn't, she, she would fucking, she would try to find her ways to call out. And then her favorite excuse was, I don't work on the weekends because I go to church. I can't work on Saturday and I can't work on Sundays because those are my days for church. I can't do it. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. That's a pretty good excuse or that's a pretty good reason not to work on the weekends, but you got it. Fuck you, you fat bitch. Um, I didn't fire her. She wound up getting herself fucking fired. Cause she wound up getting nasty and smart with the fucking, uh, with the field supervisor. And she just got her out of there. Um, she got up, she got herself up out of there. And then basically what happened was they fired my entire fucking staff. And I had to rebuild the staff from the ground up, which was, <laughs> which was the fucking worst. 
Uh, fast forward that uh, I wound up staying and working there for almost four fucking years up until the very end where I, I made the biggest mistake. And also, too, when you work in the field, um, a lot of people think like, oh, let me bring in my friend. Let me uh, try to get my friend in a job. Let me see if they hire my friend or if I become a supervisor, I'm going to hire my family and my friends. That is not the best recommendation to do it. And I suggest you really don't because you have to be 100 percent confident, 100 percent fully in, in, in like investing in and in, in trust that this person won't make a fucking ass of yourself. Uh, won't fucking stab you in the back and won't fuck anything good that you got going on there. So I had bust my ass in this fucking shitty security company for the past three years to, to get where I was at, where I was okay. And I ran it the way I wanted. And I had, she's not my family, but she's married to one of my family members. And she came to me and asked me for a favor. She was like, Hey, is your job hiring? I was like, yeah, I'm the motherfucking supervisor acting cocky. Like, oh, I'm the fucking boss hog. I'm the top guy there. Um, I'm the supervisor. I don't answer to nobody. If I want to hire somebody, I hire somebody. Um, she came to me and said, like, yeah, you, um, are you hiring? I know a guy that's looking for a job. He's cool. He's a, he's a hard worker. I just talked to him. And I was like, all right, cool. Here's a packet. Tell him to fill it out here. Tell, uh, bring it back to me. Gave him a packet, filled it out. I sent it up. And my company wasn't trying to hire him. It went months and months and months and months and months. Um, like a good four months that they didn't get the uh, application pack and they didn't want to hire him. And he kept calling me and calling me and calling me. And I'm like, well, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, are you, are you just, are you sitting on this fucking job? Do you want, do you want this shit this bad? And eventually I wound up calling over there and they processed and they put him in. They brought him in. I brought him the fuck in and I trained him. And I trained him. He started out cool, but then he had a fucking bad habit. He was a pill popper. And it took me a while to realize that he was a fucking dope head, like a pill popping head. And this motherfucker started fucking up my groove early. But I had already had like put in my mind that I was like on my way out the door. Because at this time I had fucking realized that I was going to have my first uh, my first child. And 1075 was not not going to cut it, was not going to be able to support a roof, um, baby um, stuff, just a lot of expenses. And it just wasn't cut it because I was no longer a single uh, guy and I was going to be a dad pretty soon. And I put on my mind that uh, I need to get a job that can support a household and take care of my child and, and woman at the time. Um. So I had already put invested like I need to get out of here. So my my foot was already out the door. My mind was out the door. I didn't give a fuck about security job no more. I was I was active out in the streets, um, uh, interviewing for different places. And uh, for some reason, I couldn't fucking find a uh, I couldn't I couldn't fucking find a job. I couldn't get a fucking job. I couldn't I couldn't fucking I'll go to interviews and they were bullshit fucking jobs. And part of the reason was in my mind, in my mind myself, because once again, it goes back to the same thing. I was young and dumb and didn't know any better. I had I had um, boxed myself in into this area to where I couldn't get any of the other jobs that I was that I was applying for because I lacked skills, which wasn't true. 
wasn't true at all. I wasn't applying myself. So I had boxed myself into a situation where I limited myself to certain uh, jobs that I didn't want or I didn't like. And I would say, there's no jobs out there. I don't qualify. I, I was self-doubt. I was self-doubting myself so much that I limited myself to the to the field of employment, which is a is a big thing. And I and I and I suggest that nobody does that. Like if you see a job, apply for it. it doesn't matter if you have the skills or not. You don't know if it's an entry level one. You don't know if it's a uh, hands on training. You don't know any of that shit. And I, I had to learn that the hard way because no one told me and I never bothered to ask neither. So while I was out there going for interviews and shit, I was boxing myself in and basically walking myself right out the interviews, uh, sounding dumb or saying, no, I don't have any experience. So I don't know or not going to the interviews because or not applying to jobs because I thought I lacked the required um, skills. So back to this fucking guy I hired while I'm out there active interviewing this fucking guy is running havoc at my site. Um, he starts bragging, he starts talking because. I have this thing about me when I talk to somebody, I kind of uh, I get real personal with them and they feel confident and comfortable where they can express certain things. And they like, oh, he's cool. He won't say nothing or he doesn't give a fuck, which is true. I don't. And then he started fucking like he started saying shit to me he's like, yeah, you know, like a couple of these fucking guys in the warehouse, man, they uh, they use. And I, I'm, I got a side hustle where I'm selling them fucking pills and shit like I'm selling them. I'm selling them somas, I'm selling them this, I'm selling them that. I'm like, what why the fuck would you tell me that I'm your supervisor? Why the fuck would you know I could fire you for this shit right now? Like you doing transactions on the job site. But that was my own fault for not nipping that shit in the bud. I let him do his thing. I said, all right, you want to make some side money? Go ahead. You get caught. You're, you're on your own. Your ass out. I, I just got to fire you. Whatever. So he kept doing that. He kept selling on the side. He's trying side hustles with the the truck driver, side hustle with the guys working in the warehouse. Just all this, all these fucking fiends started coming out the woodwork because of him. And then he started, um, he started eating his own fucking, he started eating his own fucking supplies. And then like half a year in this motherfucker would call out almost every fucking day. And he was like, oh, I can't come into work. I can't come into work, man. Uh, I'm sick or something, or I'm working my other job or some other shit. He came up with some bullshit excuse to where he said he was working another job, splicing cables or whatever it is, and just wouldn't show up. And I had to cover his shift and do overtime, which was fine with me because at the time I needed all the money I could get because I was having a child. So I will work double shifts and whatever, and my paychecks would be over $1,000. I didn't give a fuck. And once again, I live close to home, so I could sit there for 16 hours and get paid. I didn't give a fuck because it's a quick stroll home and a quick stroll right back, and I didn't give two shits. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a boring job near. Like, you fucking stand there and you talk to people all fucking day, in and out, in and out. You see over 60 different fucking faces, if not 100. So it was, it was a kind of a... Uh, it, it made it killed time. Your time went by quick. So sixteen hours was nothing, um, and the the money was hitting my pocket pretty good. The only person losing is you. Uh, it, it was that guy, uh, not getting his full pay for being a fucking drug addict, and he was like, "Oh, my dad's dying. <laughs> my dad's dying, or he's having a heart attack. I can't come in. Oh, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm fucked up. I'm sick. I'm throwing up. I can't come in today." And I, I I switched this dude's fucking shift so many fucking times to help him out, to get him, 
to get him adjusted where he could get fucked up during the day or fucked up at night and he could still come in and be able to work his fucking job. I I, I put this motherfucker on the morning shift from like 7 to 3 p.m. And he would get fucked up the night before and not wake up on time and come in late as shit and not make it or say he's sick. I took him off the morning shift and I put him on the afternoon shift. I was like, all right, I'll give you the afternoon shift. So that way you go out, party at night, get fucked up, get fucked up late at night, sleep it off, wake the fuck up late, like 10, 11. And then you slept up all, you slept off all the fucking beer, all the fucking pills and shit. And you could come in ready to work at three from three to fucking 11. You're cool. No, that didn't work for him. He gets fucked up all fucking day and fucked up at home and not come to work either from three to 11. And then when I got when I got on him, I say, yo, what the fuck, dude? Like, you're getting fucked up all day, all night. Like, I switched your shift so you won't, so you have time to recover. He's like, oh, my bad, my bad. I won't do it no more. I only do it for, like, the... I only do it for, like, at night. And then during the day, I won't do nothing. That way, I come to work. Bullshit. This motherfucker sat there and got fucked up on the job one day. Called me slurring. Like, oh, yeah, you need to come down here. I'm fucked up, man. I'm fucked up. I had to fucking jump in my car, drive all the way over there because I, I forgot to mention I had moved um, from from like uh, work living in the area to somewhere else because I had already had my child then. So I had moved and I had got me a car, too. So I had, I had to jump in my car, drive all the way to this fucking job site. And he's fucked up, slumped over in the fucking chair like a zombie. Um, and, and, and it's broad daylight and, and the business is still going and shit. He's fucked up. And he, uh, I walk in the fucking booth and he slumped the fuck over in the chair and shit. His head's like almost hitting the floor. I'm like, yo, you fucking asshole. So I turn out the light on, I close the door and I let him sleep that shit off. And I work this fucking job for him for about an hour. After an hour uh, and a little bit after the shit wore off on him, he got the fuck up and he was fine. He was like, yo, thanks dog. I needed that. I appreciate you letting me sleep it off. I was, and I told him, I was like, yo, don't you ever fucking do that again. Because these people, they saw you fucked up. And they and I already had two people ask me, yo, what's wrong with dude? What's, what's wrong with him? What's going on with you? And it's like, when you're here, you represent me and you represent the company. I'm going to get a phone call about you being high as shit here. And I'll let you stay here and, and work. That shit's going to fall back on me. And that's a, you're a liability because you're high as shit. You could step in the fucking street and get hit by a fucking truck. You fucking dickhead. And I bitched him out and he never, he never did it again. And then I switched his shift again to a fucking overnight to where he could get fucked up all fucking day again and work the overnight. And I worked for a little bit and then, and then he started his bullshit again. Like, oh, my dad, my dad, my dad. He used his dad as an excuse all the time. And I don't want to say karma gets you in the end, but eventually his dad did wind up passing away from him using using him as an excuse so much. And that shit fucked him up. And then I think jealousy got to him because since I was a supervisor, I didn't have to be on site as much because most of my work uh, had to do with me doing administration, paperwork, phone calls and all this other shit. And I could work from home. And I think he got jealous of that shit. And I had a newborn baby at the time, too. So it it, uh, it kind of benefited me where I could stay home and watch my child and help out and care for her. I think he didn't like that, that I wasn't there as much. 
and jealousy set in and he's like why the fuck do i gotta be here every day when you only come in like once a week or you come in whenever you want and i gotta sit here and fucking work in this heat and it's cold when it's winter time and heat and when it's summertime and those times were fucking brutal like the summertime was crazy man the booth was glass so the sun would beat on the fucking glass and like cook you on the inside and the air conditioner that they had in there was fucking shit it would not work during the day because you constantly got to go in and out the fucking door and the air doesn't doesn't um kick fast enough and doesn't kick any cool air at all and it doesn't it it, it was just shitty man just shitty ass air conditioning in there it was an old ass air conditioner from like the 80s and the filter was probably dirty as shit too um and then in the winter the fucking cold was brutal it had there was no heat in there they would bring these fucking heaters and they would fucking break because they were so damn, it was so damn fucking cold. They would, it would either stop working or overheat. And, um, um, this fucking guy, he, um, yeah, back on him. He was so fucking jealous that, uh, that he started, uh, saying shit about me. Like, yo, let's do this, let's do that. And he started getting in the fucking fuel supervisor here. And this, once again, like, I had to learn my lesson. Um, don't trust nobody. Don't get close to nobody unless you fully trust them and you know them. Um, and don't do any favors for anybody who's like, yo, my friend this, my, your brother that. Nah, fuck that. Um, fuck all that shit. Don't do it. Somebody's asking you for a job. They ask you, yo, you know, anybody's hiring. Fuck you. Go, you go out there and, and fucking pave the payment yourself and go find yourself a job. Like, don't ever, 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 ever vouch for somebody at your job or hire somebody off of somebody's word because it never works the fuck out. That person either fucks you over or makes you look stupid. Um, back to the topic at hand. This fucking dude, he, he started getting in like people's ears and he started spreading shit, saying shit about me. Um, saying that I don't work, I don't show up to work, I stay home and collect the fucking check, I pick it up whenever I want, I don't come to work at all, I'm stealing time, fuck you dude, fuck you, and they started like fucking investigating me and shit, uh, jokes on them because I would come in late at night at 12 at night and I was, and I would come in and, and do the overnights and shit, but, um, he started bitching and bitching and bitching, and they couldn't, they couldn't do anything because there was no proof that I was doing any of that shit. He was just mad that I could come and pick and choose my fucking schedule as I wanted. And I didn't have to be there as much. And he wanted to be fucking home doping himself up on fucking pills and shit. Cause I start, I stopped covering him. I stopped covering him and I told him, if you don't show up, I'm going to leave the person there and make him work 16 hours. I'm going to make them bitch at you. I'm not your fucking, I'm not, I'm not daddy. I'm not going to fucking... Uh, deal with deal with all you. I'm not. You deal amongst yourself because it's a rotating shift, one person at a time. You you guys rely on on each other. You rely on somebody to relieve you. That person relies on somebody else to relieve them, and, and somebody's relying on you to relieve them. It's a circle. If you fuck something up, that person's gonna be pissed at you because they're not leaving on time. And if you gotta make them work a double, they're gonna be pissed at you. I'm not coming in and covering nobody else's shift no more. I guess he didn't like that shit. I was forcing him to work then. I wasn't being nice no more to him, like catering to him. He tried to fucking have me fired and shit. Sneakily. Fucking asshole. But it didn't work. And then fast forward through all that drama. I still kept him there out of stupidity, to be honest. And then 
the biggest life changing fucking thing that made me realize and open my eyes too. That that made me fucking uh uh protect myself and care about myself more than the fucking job was one of my guys that worked on the weekend said he had a definite family and he needed a weekend off to go to the funeral, all that shit. And I said, Okay, I'll cover your shift because that's important. You're legit. You don't give me no problems and you and I know you're you know I know you're not bullshitting me. And I covered the first night, was chilling, easy, no problem whatsoever. The second night, I was sitting there, and it was like 4 in the morning, and I saw this black shadow running down the street, galloping, and I'm out there by myself, sitting in my car. I'm like, what the fuck is that? that that's a big fucking deer, and it gets closer, and it starts to get bigger. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Mind you, I'm out there in the dark by myself um no light um no activity whatsoever i just see this fucking shadow galloping towards me and i had the uh i had the security gate closed but that gate is only good enough to stop cars like a person or an animal could jump over it because it's not that high and then i see the shadow go get to the gate and it fucking hops over it and i see the shadow jump and then i step out i roll down the window of my car and all i hear is ugh (laughs) <laughs> all I hear is Ugh. that's all I hear I hear a fucking hard smack plat, and all I hear is Ugh. so I'm like what the fuck is that so I go over and look over and it's this fucking dude with his with, with like fucked up with his fucking face on the fucking ground his feet still on the fucking gate like hanging hanging on the fucking gate I'm like yo you alright you need help man and he gets the fuck up, and he starts, like, snarling and growling at me and shit. I was like, yo, you all right? You want me to call you an ambulance, son? Because you got fucked up, son. And, he, and he's like, oh, fuck you, man. And he takes off his shirt, and he wants to start fighting me. So I'm like, yo, dude, I'm trying to help you. And he's like, oh, fuck you, man. Come here. Yeah. He, he charges me. He charges me, and I fucking uh, I leg sweep him. Well, not, not leg sweep him, but I chop his legs from under him, and he goes flying past me. I do like a little leg kick and uh it trips him up and he goes flying, he smacks the fucking uh smacks the fucking pavement hard as shit and he slides and I'm like, Oh I guess I'm in a fight so I take off my security jacket and I square up with him and I start going I start landing shots on him. Bang, 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 bang. I start landing on him because at this time, um, you're a threat and I gotta neutralize you. So I start landing these um these silly little light punches on him. To see if I get him to say, all right, all right, stop. And I'm I'm pegging them. Um they're not accurate shots, they're not even power shots, and they're and they're more the, towards the the body and the and the the rib cage area towards the back. And I'm pegging them, hitting them, all right, you're gonna get out and I'm like, Alright, you had enough, and I'm telling them, you had enough, you had enough. Is like, I'm not I'm not here, I'm not trying to hurt you, but uh, I'm not gonna let you hit me, whatever it is, and then I, we start wrestling, he uh slams me. He starts throwing me around. At this time, he starts fucking me up because he's a big he, he's a big dude. I'm like, all right, I need to stop playing. So when he when he goes to grab me and throw me around again, I had hurt my shoulder. He had slammed me and I fucking I think I dislocated my shoulder or something. I know my shoulder was in mad pain. I heard a loud pop. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So the last time he came near me to slam me, I fucking kicked him right in the nuts. Blow. I fucking kept hitting him with right hands because he had fucked up my left shoulder. I was just wailing on him with right hands, and I hit him with an uppercut, uh, an ugly one at that. 
uh, hit him flush right bow. I dropped him and he smacked the fucking ground hard as shit and he sat up and then I realized like, oh, this dude's fucking high out of his fucking mind. He doesn't feel anything. Um, so I had to fucking, uh, had to run to the booth. I ran to the booth. I locked myself in the booth and I got my phone and I called 911 and I explained the situation to him. He took the opportunity to get his fucking shirt. He hopped the fucking fence and he started running up the street and I came out the fucking booth and I was trying to like explain his description and where he was running to and where he was heading to the, uh, to the, um, the, uh, what the fuck you call him? The, uh, the operator, the police operator, 911 dispatch, dispatch. Yeah, that's what you call him, the, uh, the dispatch person. So yeah, I was explaining to him and as I was explaining to him, the guy was running the street. He, I see the shadow stop and turn around and I, all I see is this flash just this hot this hot fucking flash from far away and then moments later I hear like a crack go by my head like and I'm like what the fuck so I ran and I then I dove behind my car and I explained to him I was like yo I think dude just shot at me um I gave it to him they responded pretty quick they came flying down and they talked to me I explained to him and they did the paperwork and all that, and I wrote yeah, uh, a, a report, I guess, and I, I left it there, and I went the fuck home. Don't you know this shitty fucking company, when I sent the fucking report up through email to my field supervisor, don't you know these motherfuckers had the nerve to fucking call me three days later, emergency-wise, it come, it come down. The terminal manager then was upset with what happened and wanted, and wanted me gone for fighting on the premises saying that oh I can't have him here because he attacked somebody who was fighting with somebody on the premises he's gotta go so this terminal manager was trying to fucking get me fired and these motherfuckers were trying to get me fired and saying that I didn't do the proper paperwork or any of that shit I didn't tell him notify anybody which was which was a fucking lie which was a fucking lie because the same moment that shit happened I sent the email to my field supervisor about the about the incident that happened, the bitch replied back to me, saying, "Okay, she fucked up and didn't report the incident to to headquarters like she was supposed to, to corporate like she was supposed to, and she tried to pin that shit back on me so she could cover her ass, but she fucked up." And a couple more days went by, and they called me down. Hey, we got to talk to you. I already knew what was up, and. I had talked to an old head of mine that worked there too, and he told me, he's like, yo, what you need to do is you need to set up a doctor's appointment and get that shit, get that, get your shoulder checked, have it on paper. You need to go to doctors because it's all going to come down to a paper trail of you going to the doctors and getting your shoulder checked. And so I listened to him, I set up an appointment to go, and they set me up with physical therapy and all that shit, and I had popped my shoulder back in place myself. But this fucking bitch was trying to fucking um, fuck me over. When I when I sent the uh, when I sent the fucking uh, report, she she was lying, saying she never got it. I was like, I got the email, and you respond back to me. You did get it. Oh, you didn't write a fucking you didn't write an incident report. I didn't need to write a fucking incident report for you because I wrote one for the fucking police. And you want a copy of it? You could ask me yourself. So I wound up writing the incident report anyway, anyway, and and like leaving it at the desk too. And the bitch didn't take it either. She act she act like oh I never wrote one or somehow I got lost too. Um, and then I was there one day at, uh, working a Friday morning 
and she comes up, and I'm like, I see this bitch, I fucking leave, I walk off, she's like, come here, I need to talk to you, I'm like, I ain't talking to you, I already know what you're here for, I'm gonna fucking leave, I'm not gonna give you a chance to disrespect me and degrade me to my face, fuck you, so I leave, I go home, and the bitch calls me on my phone, screaming, being disrespectful, don't you come back, uh, you walked off site, and you didn't do this, and you didn't do that, and you, and you better return everything that you have, or or I'm calling the police for theft and whatever. And I was like, yo, who are you screaming at? Like, I, you not calling my phone yelling at me. And I hung up on that bitch. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm already, you ain't, you ain't giving me the proper paperwork and I ain't signed nothing. But I already, my mind, I'm putting that I'm fired, fired. Cause that's, I know that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a reaction out of me to go back down there and, and get, and have you serve me a paper. I ain't signing shit. So I went home. I set up the doctor's appointment. Like I mentioned, I went to the doctor's appointment and all this shit, and I got me a lawyer. I called a lawyer. Um, and the lawyer told me, too, he's like, yo, you got to go to your doctor's appointment, and they got to they gotta hook you up to physical therapy. And my doctor's office did. I went for the appointment. They called physical therapy um, rehab center. I went. I started, I started going to physical therapy. I called I called my, uh, my company's corporate office for HR. Um, they had called me. Left me a voicemail. I had called back, but the bitch ain't want to take my calls. I'll return my calls. So I was like, all right, fuck you. And I called uh, a lawyer, and they gave me directions. I followed them to the T. I applied for unemployment, and and they tried to fight me on that. <laughs> my fucking shitty-ass security job fought me on that shit. And I was going to the physical therapy sessions. And I applied for the uh, unemployment, like I mentioned, and I didn't get a response. I didn't get a response back. I was waiting and waiting and waiting because um, the job has about like 30 days to contest or answer for it. These motherfuckers waited to the last day to respond. And they chose to dispute it and have me come down to do a hearing. So I did the first hearing. I waited. I did the first hearing, but I kept going to my physical therapies and my lawyer called me and said that he contacted the job and got all the information, the insurance company and all that shit. Cause I didn't know any better. He asked me, uh, do like, did you have insurance? Whatever. Did you file workman's comp or anything? I was like, no, they never offered me that. It just fucked. The bitch just came yelling at me and trying to fire me to have signs on. He's like, Oh no, fuck that. They try to get you out of fucking workman's comp. This is no, this case is, is going on going from injury to workman's comp dispute and my man he did his thing he went and uh he went and did all the fucking paperwork called got the information from the company got the insurance information next thing i know i was getting my full fucking check in the mail to the exact fucking t full without no taxes taken out to the fucking extent to the to the dollar i was getting on um i was getting my fucking uh my workman's comp check in the fucking mail and then every fucking week it was lovely like i love that lord i still got his number to this day and i was going to the physical therapy sessions and then i went to the hearing the, uh, the unemployment hearing so i didn't know any better at that time once again like the fifth time i said i was young and stupid i didn't know any better so, excuse me so I didn't know that you couldn't that you couldn't file for both and have both coming in because that's considered double dipping. Um, 
if you have if you're getting the uh, if you're getting the disability checks, the workman's comp checks, you can't have unemployment of checks through the state. If you're getting unemployment checks through the state, you can't have the uh, the workman's comp disability checks. So I went to the hearing. They fought me on it and um, it didn't get anywhere. It got continued. Um, I went back and I reapplied for it and it got continued again. And they had 30 days contest and they and they and they fucking contested on the last day again. And they went this time, the second time I didn't appear. I was like, why the fuck? I didn't appear because I called unemployment and I asked them like, yo, am I ever going to get any money? Because they keep contesting it. Like, and uh, the late, the lady's like, oh, I'm not supposed to tell anything. I'm not supposed to give me any legal advice, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're better off just keeping this, um, the workman's comp fucking check because you're getting your full money without taxes. So you're getting a little bit more. Versus getting 60% of your pay and having going a hassle of going a couple more weeks without getting your pay. So it's up to you to decide what you want to pick, honey. But if I were you, I choose wisely. I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. So I hung up on the phone with her. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to this unemployment fucking. Uh, I'm not going to this unemployment fucking hearing. They could suck my dick. Um, and I kept getting the workman cop checks every fucking week which was lovely. Um, they went to the hearing. They had no idea that I was collecting the fucking insurance check either. They had no idea. So I kept applying and applying and applying, make them, making them go to the hearings, but not showing up myself. And then once that game was over with, I was already a couple months into collecting my checks and, go, and going to physical therapy uh, twice a week. Um, what was crazy about it was well, um, halfway through a couple months into getting the check, they sent fucking, uh, private eyes after me. Um, the first guy, he was so shitty. I don't know how to fuck. Um, he, he got licensed or he was even hired for a, a private eye. Um, where I live is, is a very small community. Everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everybody's car. And it's a pretty, I don't want to say it's an upscale area, but it's a, uh, it's like a middle class, um, area the, where the houses are nice. Um, cars are nice. Car, cars are up to date. They're not out. They're not outdated. We're not looking, um, uh, at any cars that are, that are from like the fucking nineties sitting out front. Everybody has a, a, a really recent car, if not an early 2000 car. And, um, when I came out the front door one day to go to my um, my physical therapy session, I noticed a very, very ugly, dirty, hideous fucking car sitting sitting down the street from me. It was an old blue Dodge Caravan. I'm like, yo, what, what the who the fuck has who the fuck? I'm like, yo, <laughs> like who the fuck still drives the old Dodge Caravan with the fucking wood panel on the side? It kind of looks like a lunchbox and it got the wood panel on the side and it's ugly as fuck. I was like, that's fu- that fucking van's from like the 90s. The fucking 90s. Like, what? who the fuck Who the fuck around here went out and bought that fucking hunk of shit? And I looked in the fucking driver's seat and it's this fucking fat, sweaty fucking dude in a light polo fucking shirt. He's just sitting there sweating because uh, I forgot to mention when the private eye started following me, it was in the middle of the fucking summer, hot as shit, July, like 100 degrees weather. 
He's just sitting there fucking sweating. And I'm like, all right, fuck you. I hop in my car and I, I pull out and right away this fucking dude's on my ass. He's on my fucking ass. And we're driving and I'm driving and he makes sure to get to every fucking light on me. He makes every turn I make and he pulls up behind me and he's at the light and he's following me. And he's obvious about it. He's really bad. Usually some people take a couple cars back or they hang back. This dude was right on my fucking bumper. And I, I lead him all the way to my physical therapy area and. I pull in and what I realized what he did was he made a he made a left and went up went up into a a street made a U-turn and parked facing parked facing the fucking um the uh the physical therapy center and I got him I I stopped in the middle of the parking lot and I looked at him the motherfucker reached down the seat and took a picture tried to take a picture of me um at the physical thing but I pulled into the parking space and fucked it up and then um, I went in, I walked into the physical therapist, and I sat in there for a while. I did my normal session, but I sat there a little bit longer than, than what I normally did. I made this dude fucking sit out there and sweat. And when I came out, I grabbed the pretzel. I went downstairs. I walked to my car casually. I hopped in, and I pulled out, and right away he, follow, he follows me out. And mind you, this is my first time experiencing it. I'm young. I didn't know any better coincidentally a fucking cop pulls up uh beside me and i flag him down i'm like yo there's this dude sitting in the parking lot beating his fucking meat he's jerking off in the fucking parking lot and what (laughs) and what made it fucked up was i told him he's in the parking lot near the school because where um my physical therapy session uh center was at there was an elementary school next to it and I told the cop, yo, there's this fucking blue caravan behind me. I saw this dude. He was like jacking it. He was beating his fucking dick in the parking lot, in the in the elementary school parking lot. I made eye contact on him. Now he's following me. And he's like, all right, I'm on it. You say, all right, we're going to get this fucking asshole. So I drive up and I make a turn. I go down the back streets. I don't know if the cop went after him or whatever, but I know this dude, he went from being behind me to he kept going forward. And I lost him. I drove all the way home. I didn't see him in my rear view. I got rid of him. That's the last that's the last I seen of him. A couple more weeks went by and I kept checking and looking at nobody because the one thing that they can't do is they can only they can only make you and spot you if you park out on the public street. Um if you have a parking space behind your house like I do um, in this in this area where you, where you can you have your own driveway in the back and not the front you park behind your house they can't go back there because it's property so I made sure that um every time that I, I I parked my car I parked it out back my house not on the street um so that way if I I needed to go somewhere I went out back my house they wouldn't be able to follow me they have no idea where I was at they wouldn't know if I went in they wouldn't know if I went out so I don't know how many times that um they were sitting out there waiting at at my fucking front door waiting for me to come out and do something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many people they sent. I know they sent two people. The first time they called me it was by luck because I made a stupid mistake and parked on the street. And the second time, again, was by luck. I they fucking caught me parking on the street again. 
and the second guy the second guy was different he he um he was he was uh more aggressive than the the, the first fucking idiot once again it was still summertime too uh, it was the end of august this time hot as fuck and once again like i stated earlier you know everybody in the neighborhood you know their cars i walked out and i seen this ugly ass fucking green bronco the oj simpson fucking bronco and i looked him like yo that fucking car's dirty as shit and it's from the 90s too like what the fuck is up with this pi these fucking pi's like why why they insist on using old beat the fuck up cars you would have been better off having a brand new fucking malibu or a fucking hyundai or something of current fucking year and i wouldn't have fucking realized it because i would expect somebody to have a new car in this neighborhood or a recent car that was made in the recent couple years you want to come up here with a fucking dusty ass bronco from the 90s like that's not going to stand out in a nice fucking neighborhood fucking asshole and I make him same thing as the other guy. I leave. I, he's on my ass. He follows me to the physical therapy center. I leave him there. I pull into the parking lot. I go inside. He pulls in late like I don't know he's there. And he this guy, the difference between this guy and the other guy, which I, I said what makes him more aggressive was the other guy didn't come into the parking lot and park in the parking lot. He stayed across the street facing towards the parking lot so you could see me. This guy pulled into the parking lot and parked on the opposite side of the lot from me and um, near my car, not facing my car. So I was like, all right, fuck you. I parked all the way at the end of the parking lot where it was easier for me to walk to and from the building and I could fucking head straight out. He parked on the other side completely other side of the parking lot near a fence where he was he parked ass first pointing out to where he could see me um walking to from my car so i went in i did my regular one hour session and i decided to sit sit inside stay a little bit longer too i did the same thing to him that i did the other guy i sat inside and killed time i ate pretzels i talked to other people i looked out the window and this dude was fucking dripping sweat in his t-shirt. He had a fucking like a, like a mint green shirt on, bluish mint green shirt on. He had like a fucking diamond shaped fucking sweat mark on his back. And I saw him get out of his car, go in his trunk, get, grab a jug of water, sip it, go back in the front and sit in his car again. I'm just dying laughing. I'm like, yeah, you sweat, you fucking filthy bitch. You fucking asshole. Serves you right for fucking following me around, you dickhead. And I sat there in the, in the air conditioning fucking therapy center. I ate a couple pretzels and I was like, all right, this is enough. I want to go home now. Like, I want to go fucking watch TV or I want to be with my fucking daughter and shit. Uh, so I go downstairs in the envelope, the envelope, the elevator. I walk across the parking lot eating a fucking pretzel. I unlock my car. I, I look over and I see him sitting there. He's getting ready to turn on the ignition. I point at him. I point, I look dead at him and I point at him to let him know that I know, I know you're there. I know you're following me. I don't know if he noticed it. I don't know if he was paying attention, but the one thing I did know was when I pulled out the parking lot and I left, he did not like, he did not come flying out on my ass right away. I went down like at least a couple, a couple stop signs, like at least I want to say three. And I looked at my rear view and he came out finally. And he stayed, he stayed far, far behind, not even two cars, not even three cars. He stayed like at least 
two stop signs behind me. And he let a couple cars in front of me. So I, I kept driving down the street and I realized, oh, when I get to this street, there's a uh, there's a small side street that I could turn down that leads into a Walmart parking lot. I'm going to lose them there. So I went and I turned into this little small hidden street, this little small drive through. That's a one way I drove in there and I hit perfect. And it was perfect, too. It was so fucking perfect. There were two trailers that that were spaced apart. They they had one space in between. So I went in there and I parked between both of the trailers. I had one trailer on my right and one trailer on my left. And I sat there and I waited for about 10, 15 minutes. And when I realized that um that I didn't see the Bronco follow me in or drive around this park, the Walmart parking lot, I was like, yeah, I fucking lost him. And I changed the way that I went home. And I love that I have different options, different ways to get home too. I know about like maybe six different ways to get to my house. And the fucking PI doesn't. He's either relying to follow me by car or GPS. And at that time, those at in those current years, GPS wasn't all that fucking fast or reliable. So I went a completely different way home and I got to my house before him. So when I got home, I realized, oh, Bronco boy's not around. Let me uh, let me drive around and let me see if I park out front or or drive around the neighborhood for a bit to make sure that the coast is clear and he's not around. So I decided to drive around and I did a circle around my uh, my neighborhood and I went back up the street where I came down. And next thing I know, who shows up behind me? fucking pi so i make a sharp turn and he's on me again following me to my house so what he didn't realize what i knew was the alleyways connect to the main streets the the alleyway that's con that connects to my house has um four different fucking entrances and exits so i pull into the alleyway and i pull up and i drive up and i sit at one of the exits of the alleyways and he's just driving down the normal roads he drives past me and I come up behind him. I pull out behind him. I start following him I, and I start following him and he starts speeding off and shit. And I follow I chase him out of my neighborhood and he drives up the hill. He drives up the hill and makes a U-turn and comes and comes down and starts facing down towards me. I see that he changed his direction. and He's now trying to be the aggressor, trying to face me at the top of the street. I decide to turn go down to my street park out front of my house and walk inside the house and that was the last I, that was the last i seen of him i was like fuck you you want to follow me i'm gonna chase you the fuck out of my neighborhood and that was the last encounter that i had with the pi but i let i let the second i let the second the, the second fucking guy know that i was on to him that i knew he was following me and i fucking i fucking laid on my horn i fucking followed his ass all the way out to the fucking exit of my neighborhood fuck you and that was the last time I was really careful. I stopped. I stopped parking out front on purpose. Uh, the one, the two times that I did were enough for me to be like, nope, can't risk it no more. Jeopardize my fucking uh, my workman's comp plane. Um, so I kept going through that. Kept going through my sessions. The uh, the unemployment things were a thing of the past. No longer to uh, they play with it. But going back to this jealous fucking dude that uh, this this dude that I hired, he all of a sudden started calling me, wanting no information, like asking me and shit.
I was like, yo, I gotta stop talking to this dude. Like he he seems too fucking interested in what's going on with me. He might be relaying information. So I cut that fucker off, man. I stopped answering his fucking calls because he would call me to ask me how to do a fucking job. Like, fuck you, dude. They fired me and gave you the position. You fucking do it. Think I'm going to tell you how to do my own job and you have it now? Fuck you. Fuck you. You were probably working with him to fuck me over. And then you want to ask me about my fucking case and shit. Fuck you. You working for them. You jealous bitch. So after like the second phone call I got with him, I stopped talking to him because once again, I was stupid not realizing like he might be fishing for information. He might be working for him, trying to fuck me over. But I was smart enough. I was smart enough not to give him any information over the phone because you 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 not we're not friends. Fuck you. And um, he stopped calling. I stopped answering his fucking phone calls, and um, I continued doing my therapy sessions up until the day that my lawyer called me and said, "Hey man, like um, I'm looking at your uh, your medical record here." And the x-ray, and it looks like your shoulder is pretty good, man. Like, uh, you don't have much of a case now. And the uh, the insurance company, their attorney is looking to take this to trial. And I'm going to tell you right now that uh, your case is not looking too strong. I think we should settle. And I was like, all right, yeah, because I'm kind of tired of this, this fucking lifestyle of hiding from private eyes and doing this uh, physical therapy nonsense. Like, I already got the, the, um, the fucking cortisone shot in my shoulder. And I popped my shoulder back in my place myself, and I've been exercising, doing the exercises there at the the physical therapy center, and they're saying I'm recovering pretty good. I'm good to go. I feel great. My shoulder's great. And he's like, all right, we're going to shoot for a settlement. I'll get back to you when I hear something. And I go, go about my day. Um, I go to my last session. I say bye to the ladies there at the center. Um, they were sad to see me go. And I get a phone call from my lawyer, and he's like, hey, man, I just got off the phone with them, and they're offering you 10000 And he's like, um, I can reject that offer, but you have to tell me yourself that you want to reject it, and we'll do a counter deal, and then they'll have to come back with a second offer. I was like, yeah, reject the fuck out of that. The fucking guy shot at me, and I busted my shoulder, and they fired me without doing the proper claims. What the fuck am I going to do with 10000 Fuck out of here. And he was like, all right, all right, all right. I'll get back to you in a little bit. And... He called me later on that day. He sent me an email. He was like, hey, I rejected their offer for a larger amount. I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to brag, but it was a fairly large amount that lasted me over two years. So my, my lawyer, I fucking love that dude. I got him saved as a contact on my phone just in case for future references. But, yeah, he got me a large lump sum. Got that shit in three days. And I lived off that motherfucker for three years, man. And I did quite well. And during that whole entire time, I learned some very valuable lessons about labor, labor laws, OSHA, and safety, and proper um, channels of communications. Um, I realized that a lot of managers and supervisors are out of touch with their corporate handbook and don't know it themselves. So they kind of go on the fly and make up their own rules, which can endanger an employee's life or make an employee um, uncomfortable or unsafe. And when when in question and when in doubt, if a manager or a supervisor asks you to do something completely unsafe or something you're uncomfortable with, 
you have 100% in your right as a human being and for your own concern. You can decline to do whatever you want, whatever they want. They cannot force you to do anything that may cause you harm. If it's something that requires like movement or someone to do it, but it may lead you to being injured, you could say no. And they have to find another way to properly deal with it, because when it comes down to it, you are your own person and the effects of an injury only last you, not a company. And when and if you do get hurt, they're not trying to pay for your medical bills. They'll try to find a way to get you out of there so they don't have to fucking cover you. Um, a lot of companies are slimy like that. They rather they rather get rid of you than fit the fucking bill. And I'm letting everybody know, don't do anything that you don't want to do. They can't force you to do it and always have a lawyer ready on call. I, I suggest if you never got hurt at work or whatever, I suggest right now that you look up a fucking workman's comp and lawyer and, and say it has saved their phone number now and be prepared for when that date happens, because you got to be on the ball because a lot of places they don't want to give you the paper, the workman's comp paperwork to begin with. So knowing that you got to be prepared to be on the ball, you know, you, and you could work somewhere for 20 years and they'll still fuck you over because when it comes down to it, somebody has to answer for why the, the company has to pay out that much for, to the insurance company. Um, and it's fucked up how nasty and disgusting how places can be. And it really is a shame. It really is. Um, but on that note, gonna wrap this up because we're getting ready to hit the two hour mark here and i've just been talking and blasting shit man but once again it's been real i hope to uh grow this podcast and have a loyal fan base and loyal listeners and i'm gonna keep this fucking podcast name and i'm gonna fucking outbeat these fucking phony ass motherfuckers that took my podcast name and we're gonna gonna grow this together and hopefully when this is all done and over with i am the only one standing tall with this name and with that being said this is your one and only brian cologne signing out on the 2am podcast enjoy <laughs>